last time on Join the Party. Three months into the future, our characters reckon with the events of the Council of Bright returning. After being the linchpin in the Council's plan, Tracy bolts, disguises himself, and hides out in a remote town working at a tea shop. But that doesn't mean the Council's two lieutenants, Holmes and Watson, can't find them. Come on, Tracy, you would drop the act now. I know who you are. Anara has started a counter-revolution out of the Duvin boosters, with spies and assassins all over the concentric states. As she checks in with the troops, Chad squeezes into the pocket dimension through a crack in the wall, threatening the safety of the stronghold. There's a door! A new door is coming! Holmes and Watson strong-arm Tracy to go to an abandoned building, where they conjure an opening into the Duvin boosters. They just have one request. I need you to stick your, stick your arm through the hole, throw the crab ball as far as you can, and then come back and you're done. Tracy tosses the crab thing inside and runs away, but hurries back when he realizes that the object is a bomb. He throws himself on top of it and somehow it doesn't explode into a billion pieces. When the dust settles, the party realizes there's a bigger problem on their hands. Anara, what just happened? We've been compromised. And then everyone's friends again. That's how relationships work, right? Let's get the party started. Anara, since you gave the emergency code purple, uh, all of the Kenku and assassins are running around dismantling as many doors as possible. They're just throwing games aside and ripping them apart to get to the doors that are below. You see an entire like racehorse game just get pushed over by six Kenku, and then like the boards of these doors that are magically imbued into the floors are just being like ripped one by one by one. The doorknobs especially are being pulled off immediately, and they're being thrown into like a collective fire that is now in the, the middle of a pizza oven. Indeed. Yeah, the pizza oven is now full of magical doorknobs, <laughs> and uh, they're all slowly cooking in there, and it doesn't sound great. It's tomorrow's lunch special. <laughs> <laughs> Coal fire doorknobs. Uh, I think that the captains of each city who you talked to earlier have returned and are now pulling their own doors apart and are standing in front of you waiting to figure out what to do next. I think for logistical purposes, we're going to leave Zuby in Antopolis. Also going to leave Lighthammer in Anthropolis because I just don't want him around. Fair. But Captain, Alex, Franks, Autumn, Tammy, and Taylor are all with us in Duvin Boosters. Okay, cool. Then you're ripping the doors off? Yeah, we're going to leave him there, uh, rip the doors off behind him. But first, I tell him that if we need anything, we're going to send Bumbleates to send the message. And then he says, exit, pursued by robots. And he walks out. All right, cool. So I think that you need to get like an all hands meeting, especially because, you know, Tracy is standing right there. I think uh, people are eyeing him pretty sideways, especially Autumn and Captain Alex have their hands on their respective weapons. Are they like in awe of my courage and grandeur or? No, they think you're a giant dick. <laughs> gotcha, but like a like a really brave giant dick? Yeah, sure, you're, you're brave, but also you're a two-timing butthole. Cool. 
seeing this happening, I'm going to kind of wave the others off to finish with the dismantling and burning of the magical plywood. And I'm going to gesture for Tracy to come with me to the break room where my pack and all my things are. I follow Inara. So, uh, glad you're not dead, but what's happening here? Uh, well, there was like a crab and I'm pretty sure it was a bomb. I did... I will take full responsibility for this. I did throw the crab through the door. Did not know you were on the other side of the door. Didn't really even know it was a door. Um, But I did jump on top of it, and it is now disabled. So you're welcome. Less interested in the last 30 minutes, more about the last three months. Oh. um, Well... I thought I was meeting my family. I was not. Where where did you go? Kind of all over. I mean, we went to every city on the map, some I've never seen before as well. Um, interestingly, you know, like, People are pretty the same across across Concentra. Um, Terrified of being, you know, taken over. Definitely that was one part of the emotion that mm-hmm. was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mostly meant that, you know, they were helpful and they were seemed to be good people and everyone sort of like, you know, everyone loves everyone here. Not me specifically. In They hated me, for sure. Um, but yeah, kind of all over. My step counter went off the charts. I'm I'm sorry to ask Tracy. I I just I need to know. I've been thinking about nothing except this for the last three months. You you were taken over, right? Like the Council of Bright forced his way into your head, right? Cause I I I play this back a thousand times, and there is no way that you would have done that willingly. No way you would have sabotaged our plan, right? Look, here's the here's the thing. If I'm honest, it's a, it's a little bit of both. Um, he was definitely in my head. Can't deny that. Um, but if I'm honest with myself, I don't really know where he stopped and I began. I I left the family like uh, a month in, so it's it's been these past two months. Uh, but I was I've just been too. Honestly, too too ashamed to come find you, because I don't know what to do with what I did. Well, what do you want to see happen now? Do you want them to be defeated, or something else? Absolutely. If you've seen even a quarter of the things I saw in that one month, you'd feel even more steadfastly. Let's kill him. Uh, Nara kind of looks down, looks to the side, wipes her face on her bottom of her shirt for no particular reason, I'm sure, and uh, then steps forward to hug Tracy. Tracy starts slowly, and then it fully embraces Nara, and without realizing it, she is now three feet off the ground. 
fi- fine with it. I think it's pretty fun. <laughs> all, all the game has been disabled, so. Anara, Tracy, I want you both to make perception checks with disadvantage. Motherfuck. Because you guys are in, having a real cute hug. Well, it's a crit fail. Oh, no. Are you shitting me? No. I got a three to crit fail. Oh, <laughs> Brandon. This hug is very distracting. <laughs> I hug very well. You guys are both in this hug so hard. Then uh, you guys eventually put an R down. And then Tracy, um, I want you to take 12 points of damage. Because uh, Autumn is on your back with a knife jabbed it in your neck. Autumn, god damn, get down from there! He had you, he had you in his arms like, God, I have to take him out! No, that makes sense, that's right. Yeah, that's cool. That's Autumn, who is the general here, and who is the lieutenant? I'm the badass trying to save my cousin! Oh, Tracy, are you okay? Here, I, I have a healing potion, I hope it isn't expired. But, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> that's fine, I got it. Uh, I, no, really, Tracy, I, it's been in my pack for about two years, I really need to get rid of it. That's, <laughs> uh, that's, you, you know, know what, honestly, I deserved it. Um, Autumn, do you, like, maybe not with blades? Like, you want some punches? Like, is that helpful for you? Whatever whatever will make you feel better. All right. Let's shut this down right now. Come with me. Saka! She jumps at you again. <laughs> no, I'm going to. I'm going to block her. <laughs> Acrobatics, 13? Yeah, she rolled higher than that. Damn. So I think, but at this time, she's just like kind of flying at you again. If you're taking it willingly, I won't roll damage against that. She just keeps jumping at you from like different karate angles. Just like one, she does a cartwheel and she jumps on your face. And then another one, she, and then she jumps off again. That was always and, the hardest thing in geometry was the karate angles. Yeah, yeah, the karate angles. All right. So I'm I'm going to walk both of them back into the main part of Doom Boosters. Everybody. I'm just calmly walking with Autumn. And Autumn's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to cover my name into your side. You know, it's always me. Terrifying. She got super intense after the rapture. <laughs> it was a lot happening. Watch a lot of anime. Let's just get this out of the way right now. I trust Tracy. He made a mistake. He saw the error of his ways. He is on our side. If you have a problem with him, you have a problem with me. Bring me your concerns. Talk to me if you need to. But we are not going to stab our colleagues, Autumn. Okay, uh, From the back of the room, you hear someone says, Hey, uh, didn't he cause the end of the world? Um, not untrue. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Bevan. Okay, hi, Bevan. Um, I'll just say this to both Bevan and everyone. Um, it seems little quaint at this point, but I am sorry for helping to cause the end of the world. You're right, it feels a little too late. Yeah, I, I get that. Do you want to stab me? No, I'm okay. I'm not the stabbing type. Okay. Um, yeah, no, no stabbing. None. I can offer everyone two things. One, my promise that I will build your trust back over a large amount of time. And two, free cups of tea at the shop in town. Oh, shit. Where are we? I'm doing both shoes. Where were you? I was, like, just in Thistlefield. It was nice. I had a tea shop. Oh my god, Tally's there. We gotta go back. <laughs> I'm gonna look down to another elf standing near me and say, Sammy, figure out where Thistlefield is and, and bring a scout. Okay, I'm on my way. Obviously, this will take some getting used to. I'm sure some of you will have concerns, but 
let's face it, our campaign was not going well. The Warforge compromised our safe zone. We need an edge in order to beat the council. And someone who was on the inside, however briefly, that could be our edge. Hi, I'm, I'm an edge. So this is the plan. We finish dismantling the doors, make sure they all burn, don't leave anything left, put the, the hardware in a cauldron if you have to, and melt it down. We can't stay here. We need to pack up everything that's valuable in the next hour and meet back here then and figure out where we're going to go next. Captain's with me. Let's go to the research room. Everyone nods their heads silently and they get to work. The captains follow behind you. Tracy does stay where he is because he's not sure what to do. Tracy, this way. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You can come with me. I want my way back to Thistlefield. Um, when you're there, if you see a briefcase with some feet, just say, Tra- I'm here for Tracy. I'm, I'm Tracy's friend. And uh, th- they'll come with you. Okay. Definitely not the weirdest thing I've ever found. Well, if you find weird things, bring that too. I want to see them. Okay, I'll go get them. See you later. Thanks. So we walk uh, behind the bar, past the kitchen, down like an access hallway to what used to be a storage room for supplies. Lots of shelving, a big table in the middle, and chairs that we've kind of cobbled together. There's like stools from the different kinds of machines and like a little tiny one from next to the skee-ball machine at various heights for various anatomies. And inside... There are papers and books everywhere. It used to be somewhat organized, but walking in now, it's clear that there was a fire drill people trying to pack them. Yeah, Chad is currently standing in the corner with, like, books just floating through him. Hello, I am just reading. Don't mind me. You guys can talk and I can still read. Oh, no. Oh, did you? uh, I'm I'm sorry. Did they just kind of, they just kind of get in there when you're trying to read them oh no this is how i read i pick up multiple books at a time and i read them and there's just like books they're just like floating through his ooze you you read them how quickly pretty quickly i'm a great reader i've been reading since i was a child a human child a human child i am a human just like most of the people in this room not human no no me neither uh chad could you read could you just read every book in this room, just real quick for us? Okay. How would you like to? How would you like to facilitate this? I think he should just walk around the room in one slow circuit as the rest of us take our seat, <laughs> just kind of like a like a dustbuster, you know, just kind of drawing everything up as he goes. It's like one of those vacuums where you can see the dirt inside of it. Yeah. And he's just like slurp, slurp, slurp. And he's just picking up more and more and more books. And he's like, I'm so great at reading. These are all really interesting. They all seem to be children's books, though. Yeah, so uh, those of you who haven't been in here yet, this is what we've been doing for the last few months. We've collected every mention of a Warforged, a Council, a Bright, or frankly any nursery rhyme that we could come across from all the cities. And everyone has done great work. Tammy and Taylor in the school, thank you. Captain Alex on the streets going into bookshops. Brinks, of course, Autumn, you did your duty before you came in here and started stabbing our allies. Um, But we got a lot of material and... That was just our ideas. Everything valuable we know about the Council of Bright so far, we've learned from kids' stories. And we want to make sure we're not missing anything. Any kind of a weapon, a weakness, anything. Oh, you mean like this? He like floats this giant blue leather-bound book that's like incredibly old. And he floats it kind of like to the front of his front, <laughs> his front cube side. 
his, which one his, is that, Eric? His chest, Eric. His he's chest. Just a human being. He, okay, sorry, his else. chest. He floats it to the front of his chest. Okay. Uh, and it's flipped to kind of like near the back. I really like this book of songs. It's really interesting. I've never seen it before. Seems really old. It's open to this one song, and it's called Who Knows 13. And it goes like this. Who knows 13? I know 13. 13 are the languages in our land. 12 are the numbers on the our hand. 11 are how many fingers Zayul has. 10 are the bard's tricks of possess. 9 are the festival libertine. 8 are the miles of great green. 7 are the prophets actual. 6 are the gleaming capitals. 5 are the items that bright does fear. 4 are the hairs of the mouse's ear. Three are the gods we do pray to. Two are the light and the dark we knew. And one is us. One is us. One is us. Concentric and true. Is this what you're looking for? I mean... Uh, you see that there's a pile of books that Chad missed in, like, the back left corner. And you see there's some movement underneath it. And it's like one book gets thrown off, the other book gets thrown off. And you see that it's Franny. <laughs> Franny? When'd you get back? I've been here the whole time, child. And Franny's hair... Uh, excuse me. Wow. Franny's hair is put up in, like, a very tight bun. <laughs> and, like, she, her nails are manicured. She's wearing, like, two cardigans and, like, a very nice, sweet skirt. And she's Franny, holding... what happened to you? Who got to you? You look terrible! Child, I know that I do. I haven't had any of my drinking supply for so long that I revert into this terrible, terrible-looking vis visage you see in front of me. Franny, you're a witch! Not anymore, I'm not. Unless I get some of that sweet, sweet hooch. I'm just wasting away to nothing. Did your supply run dry? What happened? Well, I haven't had uh, the same hookup that I've had for such a long time. So... This is me now, until I find some of that undying light, Biz. But I do see a way how we can change everything back to normal. I mean, that would have been really helpful to know, like, three, maybe four months ago, but go ahead. Well, my good friend over there kind of ruined the world, and then I was too busy wasting away. Okay, all right, let's go. That interesting line in there, the five are the items the bright does fear. Yeah, yeah, we know this. The boots, the mouthpiece. Right. The ones that were missing. The other ones. And the, the, the other ones. Now, we did think those were the ones that were originally done, but I did not know that we might be able to use them again in order to reseal the bright back where it came from. So, if we are only to find the other three items, maybe we'll have a chance to go everything to go back to normal, and I can stop being this terrible version of myself. Didn't we cook down some of them? Well, I still have these. And she now has like a little grandma purse. <laughs> and she pulls Horrifying. out. Horrifying. Horrifying. And she pulls out. Some more of those originals. Yeah. She, she, a bunch she, of tissues. I was just going to say that. And her knitting needles. She's She has like 20 knitting needles though because she's still freaking weird. And after she gets all that out of the way, she pulls out the boots of ground and the liar's mouthpiece. I was just holding on to these for safekeeping for you children. Thank you. Oh, yes, Briggs, I told you I didn't ruin your boots. <laughs> weird weird flex, but all right. Yeah, that's true. Thank, thanks. Uh, uh, hold on, though. This is never going to work. We don't know where Alonzo is. And he has the medallion. Hmm. 
Tracy, I want you to make a history check. Uh, six. Okay. How into the Council of Brights posse was Tracy? I imagine that because I am a quote-unquote awakened Warforge, I actually pose more of a threat and, like, is a little bit of a scary thing for the Council of Bright to have on his hands. Sure. So while I think he probably kept a pretty close eye on me via his other family members, Mm. I was pretty, like, on the ground. You know, like, first-level officer kind of thing. And also that's what Tracy didn't try to change that because that's sort of where he wanted to be anyway. No, I like that a lot. So I think that with a six, Tracy, you remember the Council of Bright stronghold. And uh, in the few months since the brightening, the council has gotten back to having like a place where he can kick it. So the mansion and the stadium that Tortopolis, that is now Tortopolis, was the former Council of the Bright's stronghold city hangout spot. Hence the home movies in the attic. Exactly. And also the gaudy furniture. (laughs) And also that, right. So now he's trying to build a new one. So where the old Capitol building and tower used to be, he now built like a giant, a giant mansion slash stronghold slash manor for him to hang out in and have all the stuff. So you do remember that this building has been happening as the Warforks came back. The other thing you remember is that there are a bunch of secret entrances into this stronghold. You can kind of get in on the roof. And you can get in through the front door. And you think that there were more, but with a six, I'm not going to tell you anything else. Is the front door one of the secret ways in? The front door is the regular way that, like, you get all of your, all, all of the robots come stomping in and it's a big display. And there's also kind of like, not like a helipad, but you can get in through the top if you wanted to. Gotcha. So I relay all of that to Franny and Anara and the rest of the captains. And with the word uh, helipad, <laughs> uh, you also, helipad. your right hand on its own, just like points forward. Uh, I'm not doing that. Everyone grabs their weapons and I kind of put my hand on my dagger at one hip and then reach the other one out, kind of hovering above Tracy's shoulder. Please don't cut it off unless you have to, but if you have to, it's fine. Franny, any ideas? I'm not sure I can regrow it, but I think I might be able to. Hmm. Hmm. Tracy definitely can't regrow an arm. No, he definitely can't regrow (laughs) an arm. He's like, hmm, that's, that's quite interesting. Franny comes over to you and says, well, Tracy, you know, a spoonful of sugar makes everything else go down pretty easily. So I'm going to say a nice thing as I do something gross. Are you ready? Uh, I guess. You have beautiful eyes. Oh, and then she so licks much. your arm all the way from the oh, shoulder. Can you not? All oh, the my way to God. Your this sugar didn't help. It just tasted like sweet bed. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, interesting. There's traces of... Star magic. Do you like, like a like a paper towel or something? There are three different. I'm I'm, I'm tasting three different things though. It's not just one one time. There's it's it is as layers. It's it's umami. It's just, I think the, is the word you're looking for. <laughs> it's sweet sour and umami. That's what I'm looking for. It's Tracy. I think your memories are working through you. They know that they, you've done something wrong and they want to help. The, the, the energy that makes you, you, is trying to do something on its own. And the different tastes that I'm tasting Ugh. are the three remaining items themselves. I think somewhere inside of you, you know where they are. Okay. And right now, 
seems there's only one way in and one way out here, and that is going back to the Council of Bright's Manor. Tracy, inside of you, you know where the items are. And all we have to do is go where he points. I didn't think I would be just useful as a compass, but I guess here we are. You know, in, in a way, Tracy, pointing to True North is kind of the, the greatest gift you could give. Pip, pip, cheerio. Pip, pip, cheerio. That's what I say now. I hate it. Please change me back. She gestures for all of you to follow her as she walks in the direction that Tracy is pointing. You guys walk back through the, the hallways, back into the main area of Duvin Boosters, and you walk back to the elevator that so many months ago you took back up to the Capitol. Hey, it's Eric. Have you ever gotten sucked into a project? Maybe you're writing or painting or model building or even playing a video game for a long time. And then you look at the clock after a while and it's like five hours later and you look outside and it's fully nighttime. And you think, wow, you know what? I did a bunch of stuff. That's really cool. Welcome to the mid-roll. Here's a glass of water. You haven't hydrated in a while. It's about that time, y'all. It's multitude survey time. Fiam, fiam, fiam. We want to hear your thoughts about everything to make multitude a better place. And it's not just your personal data. We want your opinions on live show locations, merch, new multitude projects. You can change what multitude is doing for the better. So please offer us just a few minutes of your time and go to multitude.productions/survey. And if you tweet about it later, we'll definitely send you a very nice gift because we love you. And if you're in the greater Boston and New England area, you can see us in real life because we're coming to Boston on October 10th with Multitude Live. I am a huge fan of our live shows, and that's not just I get to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! for like 30 minutes. We do something a little bit different than any podcast really attempts when they're on stage. It's not just two people sitting in a chair. We do some really interesting stuff that might be different than what you're listening to in your headphones. So grab your tickets now because they're going fast and go to multitude.production slash live. That is multitude.production slash live to get tickets for our Boston show on October 10th. Hello and welcome to our newest patrons, Lady Zuzu923, Ashley, Kelsey, Emma, 10 points for Hufflepuff, Steph, Megan, Sheridan, Adam, Kim, Julie, AJ, and Sharon Lee. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Just take off your shoes, get comfy in our Patreon lounge. We hope that you're enjoying the Patreon-only Discord, the NPC backstories that I write after every single episode, our bloopers, and our other Patreon-only benefits that only you have access to, and the lemon water, which I put together. You can join all of our fine friends and the many others at the JTP Patreon, so just go to patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. We are sponsored this week by Hero Forge. We're truly a piece of D&D content because now we have some amazingly detailed minis from Hero Forge. Hero Forge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy races and thousands of parts to choose from. Let me read all the races possible so that you get an understanding of what that means. Human, elf, half-elf, dwarf, elemental, gnome, Half-orc, halfling, half-demon, half-dragon, wolf-folk, cat-folk, rat-folk, minotaur, turtle-person, lizard-folk, 
Ravenfolk, Fawn, Forest Guard, Giant, Elephantfolk, Zombie, Skeleton, Goblinoid, Fairytale Goblin, because those two things are very different, Robot, Rabbitfolk, Half-Giant, Aquatic, Humanoid, and Merfolk, because again, those two are very different. Like I said, it's very customizable. And the easy-to-use design tool lets you build the perfect mini online using a fully 3D in-depth character creator right on your web browser. If you're the kind of person who spent four hours making your Skyrim character, <laughs> you're going to spend 10 hours on this. This is the gold standard of minis, so please visit Hero Forge to start designing your custom minis today and check back often. New content is added every week. Really, I found a chef's outfit. It was really cool. So go to HeroForge.com right now. Go do it. And our thanks as always to 20 Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York for supporting our episodes. Our favorite indie game store is your home base for everything game-related, especially these new D&D books that are flying off the shelves. You can pre-order Baldur's Gate, Descent into Avernus, or the new Eberron setting with that fancy cover or not from 20-Sided because you know they're as stoked about the new smell of a source book as you are. Use discount code JOINTHEPARTY for 20% off either in-store or online. So get ordering them books. And now... Let's get back to the show. Hello, it's your good, friendly dungeon master. Oh, hi. Hello. Wow. So I think I'm that Brandon. this. What? Oh, hello. Brandon. I'm Eric. Hi. Amanda. I do. I do silly voices. Um, at this point, I want to establish some new game mechanics that I'm going to do for the rest of this story. Weird. It's like we're in the mid roll, but I have homework. <laughs> By homework, you mean a fun game times that we're going to do together? Yes. Um, Isn't that what I said? No, that was not what you no. said. Oh, you, when you say homework, it is a positive thing. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Grade me. Grade me. <laughs> so for the rest of the kind of this last adventure you're doing on this podcast, uh, you guys are going to go into the Council of Bright Stronghold, try to find the items, and of course, try to kick his ass, obviously. And do your other things that you do along the way. So, I think that it was only fair that you two should kind of build your party out a little bit. Like, you can't do this alone. So, I've created a JRPG-style selection process for you to build out your party. So, it's like a dodgeball draft. Let's go. Pretty much. <laughs> Except no one cries captains. at the end. Uh, so <laughs> well, here we'll you... see. we got to get to the end of the series. <laughs> so, each one of these characters who I'm going to give you, they have a combat power. So, you guys can call upon them during combat to kind of like do their special move. Usually, they're, they'll probably just be like scrapping with smaller enemies and minions. But you can like use them as an action when it's not your turn, as they come up in the initiative, kind of like drop their power. They also have a kind of a movement power. So uh, when you're not fighting or when you need to try to navigate some trap or whatever, you can use their movement power, which is better than what you two have. And then they all have their drawbacks that will translate into mechanics, but also like through role playing and just kind of like their general personality. But you guys probably also know this from interacting with them as, as NPCs. Gotcha. So like... Like me as Brandon player, my drawback is grumpy. Yes. Gotcha. But it's like, I knew that. But of course, like if I had to go in there and you're like, I didn't sleep well last night and then you die, it's probably because because Brandon was grumpy. <laughs> Love it. Let's go. Okay. So first we have Tammy and Taylor, dragonborn teens slash alchemists. Their combat power are alchemy bombs. They have a poison one, a healing one, and then they need to do a check if you want a different quick elemental potion that they can like throw together. 
their movement power is that they are separate and they're small so you can kind of like separate them and you'll have more pieces out on the field and their drawbacks is that they're cool teens and they're untrained Sorry, I just like that cool teens is a drawback. Listen, cool teens can't... They spend way too much time on Tumblr. <laughs> they have no time for anything else. Exactly. Uh, you also have Stoneface. So Stoneface's combat power is that he can summon the Bombolates, which exists as a swarm creature, which is like a lot of small things acting as one large thing together. Uh, his movement power is he can fly. His drawbacks is that he's flippant and unserious, and currently he is resourcing Phidopolis, and you'd have to like take him away from there, and he'd probably have to meet you. So it might be a treacherous journey uh, for him to get back. I bet his like hair pomade is also pretty flammable. Oh yeah, it sounds like a uh, sort of grenade he can throw. Mmm. Yikes. <laughs> I thought we were going to discover that Stoneface was wearing a wig the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you can also choose Zuby. So his combat power is Stone Smash. He is a large stone giant and he has advantage on destroying structures. And there are ACs for different types of materials like wood, stone, platinum, that he'll have advantage on, on destroying things. His movement power is that he's huge, so he can move you up and down, he can throw you, he can do a lot of the things. Uh, the drawbacks is that he's also huge, and he is very spacey when he gets into open air, as you've seen before. You have Representative Brink. Uh, her passive power is that she has an unerring eye, so her time as a representative has made her very adept at figuring out what things are real and what things are fake. So uh, if you ask her to, she can kind of survey the area and figure out if there is a presence of illusions, shape changers, and other magic designed to deceive the senses. And she can do that three times a day. Oh, I just thought I, I thought I, saw, I thought you meant that her eye never never errs from me. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that too. And her other combat power is that she has a massive crush on Anara. Yeah, baby. Does that like make her bolder in battle? Yeah, because she has a cause to fight for. When they're wa- when they're working together, it's just like super cute, and they're Sailor Moon, and it's wonderful. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, her moving power is that she got a new set of amazing boots to replace her old boots, so if she can cross treacherous terrain pretty easily, if she needs to. Uh, her drawbacks is that she's untested because she was a like a community organizer <laughs> before she was a representative, and she also had the Council of Bright controlling her, which is kind of bad. You know, it happens. Haven't we to all? Everyone, <laughs> haven't we all been controlled by the Council yeah, of Bright? Yeah, it's like not that big of a deal. <laughs> Let's move to the next one. <laughs> uh, you have Captain Alex. Uh, her combat power is that she can turn into a giant octopus, and she can grapple two. Th- creatures at a time which is so she's yeah, like a she souped can. up version of that yeah does she have to be like in water though or she no she land? can just like turn into turn into the a giant octopus anywhere which is scary in its own right yeah it is there's like you're in a castle and then all of a sudden giant octopus <laughs> amazing uh her movement power is yeah a, yeah what what kind of lesbian are you octopus lesbian. i'm the i'm the giant octopus <laughs> lesbian <laughs> i'm a femme cephalopod <laughs> <laughs> Uh, her movement power is that she can drive things, but uh, she can also morph into tiny things. So she can also turn into a squirrel. Her drawbacks is that she's hot-blooded and swashbuckling. So she'll probably just not listen to you if she doesn't want to, which Same. could be dangerous. I get it. I, I mean, I understand. Once you have the pirate power, it's hard to take the pirate powder out of the pirate. True. That was a really hard thing to say. <laughs> Peter Piper <laughs> took the power out of pirate. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like, like a stone butch, like anglerfish maybe. <laughs> yeah, I porpoisely cut my hair like this. Oh no. Hey, oh no. Hey, hey, oh no. Hey, hey, oh, hey. 
You can also choose Autumn. So her not com- choosing Autumn. Not choosing Autumn. Oh, well, I'm just letting you know <laughs> that it's Autumn. Her combat power is that she has sneak attack like Inara. Uh, her movement power is that she's very sneaky. Like she did just get the jump on Tracy because she's an assassin and probably better at being assassin than Inara. And her drawbacks is that she's incredibly hard-headed and won't listen to things that Inara says. Shots fired at Thank our you. friend Inara. Thank you for that example of what it's like to work with someone that's hard-headed, which I certainly would never accuse you of being. <laughs> Jesus You're just Christ. embodying the character. Yeah. I'm just saying that she has more experience as an assassin than you. Okay. <laughs> I wrote this out as a character description. <laughs> it's like you're reading a module and be like, wow, called out. It's like it's a piece of paper. <laughs> and then you can also take Chad. So Chad has a lot of the same stats of the regular gelatinous cube. His combat power is engulf. So if he moves into the same space as a creature he kind of like engulfs them and then they take a ton of acid damage his movement power is that he can turn transparent as you've seen before you guys kind of run into gelatinous oozes if you're not careful the only drawback is that he does think he's a human so he would rather use a sword that floats around within his body also his other movement power is that he can fit into very small squishable places because he's a gel i did i forgot that humans could do that it's very weird Mm. all right so i'm gonna say that you guys can only choose three out of these seven. Brandon, I also want you to uh, close your ears for a second. I would also say <laughs> that, remember, no, you should keep, do, keep doing that. I would also say, remember, Amanda, you are concerned about there being a breach inside. Um, and I think that that's definitely a concern for you. You don't know if someone has turned turncoat over the time. It's been three months since you've been able to trust some of these people. So be very careful because there might be a turncoat in this party. Oh, gee, thanks. It's not ominous at all. How long should we let him go like this? Baby! <laughs> there you go. Wait, was that the Pirates of the Caribbean theme or an 80s song? It was Seal. That was Kiss from Rose. Kiss from oh. Rose. It was, I was jumping ahead around it. Up, it but. sounded just like... That's true. Yeah, not. Yeah, you're not wrong. Wait, did Pirates of the Caribbean steal from Seal, or did Seal steal from? Maybe he's a pirate. I mean, they are pirates, so like, guys, has anyone seen Seal and Johnny Depp in the same room? Has anyone seen Seal and a pirate in the same room? You know, if I had to pick someone who was more of a pirate, it would be Seal. Heidi Klum and Keira Knightley might be the same person. That's also probably true. What do you think, Brando? So my initials vetoes, I think, Beige, are, I don't think we should take Stoneface because he should be resourcing Fidopolis. I agree. And that worries me. I worry that Zuby is too cumbersome in case we need to like do anything stealthy or spy-like. And I'm pretty much already, already pretty cumbersome in that regard. What are you thinking? I think Chad could be really useful. Also, I love him. Yeah. I think Brinks' powers sound like they complement ours in a good way. I agree with that. Though it is a power and a liability to have someone you care so much about right next to you in battle. We'll see. I um, I think I would choose Chad, Brinks, and Alex. I agree with Chad. I agree with Alex. Honestly, I think we're on the same page. Yeah, I don't want to bring Tammy and Taylor because I don't want to endanger children. No, me neither. They're um, our future. They just don't know yet. <laughs> Stoneface, no. Zuby, no. Brink. Autumn's vetoed. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. All right. That's our crew. Lock and load. Franny is surveying all of the people you have collected and says, General Anara, 
I think it's up to you to choose the party that you're going to run into the breach with uh, and change the world back to the way that it was. Who do you choose? Really tempting to bring uh, Zuby in here for the inspirational quotes, but <sighs> I dropped down to one knee. Tammy and Taylor, listen, I love you guys. I trust you guys. I need you on the inside. I need you in Fidopolis. Will you do that for me? Okay. It's okay. We didn't want to die anyway. This sounds pretty dangerous. See? Survival instinct in these kids. I admire it. It's great. Let's go blow up other things. Yay! And they high five. Great. Autumn, I am not leaving Chronopolis undefended. Who knows what the Nectarius are up to? Who knows who we can trust? You have to go back. You have to secure it. You have to wait for my word. What are you t- I am the best one here. I. You're not going to take me into the breach? Into the teeth of danger? I'd rather have you standing on your own than you among five people. You need to hold it up. You're the tent pole. Ah, that's true. I am the best. All right, fine. Can you find your way back? Can I find my... Come on. Yes, I can. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, great. So you can chaperone Tammy and Taylor back too. No. Awesome. Thank you. Love you, sis. Good job. Oh, we're cousins. <laughs> it's a term of endearment. She slides a, a knife out of Tracy's throat. <laughs> she takes the knife out of Tracy's neck. It's like, I need this. Bring them back to Stoneface, okay? Aye, aye, Captain. Bye, kiddos. And I give them a high five. They both dab at you, but like emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then I turn to face Chad, Branksy, Alex, Tracy, and Franny. Tracy's raising his hand, by the way. <laughs> He's been raising his hand the whole time. Tracy, are you volunteering or do you have a question? Bathroom's that way. No, it's the, it's the first one. I okay. want to go. I want to go. Can I go? Not to the bathroom, to the, to the death. Tracy. And I put my hands as far up as I can reach, not quite to his shoulders, but getting there. Man, it has been you and me from the beginning. We have lost too much to give up on each other. Okay? Yeah. I am mad at you and i might still be for a little while but whatever world i can't trust you in is is not a world worth saving okay yep thank you i'll make it up to you i promise can i come i'm a warrior you are a warrior chad an intellectual warrior as well as a physical one i really <laughs> respect just, that there's the like books still floating yeah. around inside of him and he's like i have this and then you see like a sword floats to the front he's like i also have this one and there's like a double-handed axe which also floats to the front well why don't we keep that book chad stop looking at me like that <laughs> do you want to joust no i don't i don't want to do that captain alex can i count on you one captain to another hi I've always thought this would be the day where we could fight alongside each other. This you and me, taking them out together, the evil, being the good, the one light in the world. It's not enough to be a pirate, sometimes. You need to be a good pirate. Kind of like a, like a pirate of the law, maybe. She puts her hand on your shoulder. You can count on me. Always. And then Brick pushed her out of the way. Be like, I also am here to fight. I can kick ass. I love kicking ass. Uh, you think I'm going to leave those boots behind? Actually, no, no, no. Okay. All right. Well, that's all of us then. Hopefully we can all fit in the elevator. 
My cousin works here. He says this elevator is large. I knew it. <laughs> Children have fun. Uh, I can't go because I am truly dying from starvation. So you all have fun. There's uh, food. There's other food in the... Just eat. What about you makes you think that I can eat regular food, Tracy? My brain says things that are common sense. Franny, we need your mind, even if you're feeling a little bit weak at the moment. Will you take the rest of the Friends of the Champion back to Infropolis and keep them safe? I do know of a place where no one would bother them. Where not even the worst nefarious criminals would try to break in and disturb our peace. I lean in very close to have her whisper it to me. It's the Electro Shack. <laughs> nice. Everyone hates it there. There's, they have such a bad business model. The prices are too high. They're, just, they're scary high. I don't know who would pay 600 gold pieces for a digital camera, but like that's not me. <laughs> okay, can you clear up by nightfall? Absolutely. I hate it, Franny. I want you back. <laughs> so do I. I'm dying. Okay. Well, look out for our message. Kashoo! <laughs> Tracy and Ara and the rest of the party step into the elevator the large metal doors slam shut and you feel yourself going up slowly up and up and up so this is the plan the artifacts must be scattered across the rest of the concentric states there's no way they're all in one spot altogether so we just hit the cities one at a time we rely on the networks we've made in each of them we check the museums the rich people's houses we ask around we figure out if anyone's seen it Check the palace, check anything. That sounds great. Uh, I'm gonna do my detective thing. Shake the dust off, get out the magnifying glass, and find some clues. I think they'll expect us last in Tortopolis. There's nothing left, right, that he thinks is valuable. So let's go back there, let's check that attic. Let's see if anything is left. Love it. Yeah, I think that's, that's the best idea. I mean, I know where everything is hidden. Maybe I can think about it real hard and get to there and... Chad turns toward Brink and says, Hey, I was in love with you. I put one hand on Chad's shoulder and just pat it gently. And it, w- it wiggles. <laughs> and uh, the elevator doors finally open. It's just rubble everywhere. Like any building that you saw before, these government buildings that were stretched in all of these directions, just are destroyed. There's broken glass everywhere. There's shards of concrete strewn all over the roads and you even look up in the sky and it's noon and there's just nobody around except in the far distance there is what looks like a giant cheesecake factory blocking out a large portion of the horizon I think that might be it so let's go in the opposite direction. Yeah, I Concentra think so. is a crossroads, right? So we just have to pick a direction and start. And Tortopolis is to the south, so let's go. After you. The whole party starts to move to the south. And uh, Tracy, your right hand swings up and points towards the massive 
Cheesecake Factory Rococo Manor. All right, I hate this. This is bad. Um, if anyone knows how to make your hand not do things that you don't want it to, please let me know. Otherwise, please chop it off. Uh, what's... It's Fidopolis toward the north, right? Do they want us to start there instead? I don't know. This arm has its mind of its own. I, yeah, I guess. So we cross the plaza again and start back toward the north. There is sort of like five main roads leading out of town and the mansion is sandwiched between two of them. So we start on the road that leads directly north, which is to the mansion's right, and just start walking, trying to kind of stay to the side and not be too conspicuous. Sure. As you walk with his wide berth around the mansion, the entire time Tracy's right arm is pointing back towards the Cheesecake Factory ass manor. I think this thing is either broken or I'm hungry. I don't know which of the two it is. Hang, hang on, let's come here. And I pull the group behind some trees growing at the side of the road, sort of into the underbrush so we can regroup. On the way over to the trees, Tracy swaps the way he's walking. And <laughs> nice. Smart. What happens to my arm? Uh, I think it shifts to your left arm, and your left arm is now pointing towards your right. Oh, it's both arms now. Great. Okay. Um, I hate this. Um, but that's, uh, that's good data, I think. And Tracy does some more twirls. He just starts, like, spinning in a circle. It's like a pirouette. Like a pirouette. Yeah, I think whatever, whatever appendage you have free is just, like, pointing towards the mansion. So never my feet? (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it's your feet. Cool, great. Tracy, I'm not asking us to hurt your feelings, but I I have to know, do you think it's the council drawing you back, or does this really feel like a deeper part of you? Every time the council has tried to, like, talk to me it's been in my brain space before and this this is in my limb space it's true why don't Um, you roll an insight check uh critical one (laughs) yeah with a crit one you're trying to like explain that like you're not being taken over and there's no voices in your head and then once again you hear a knock in the back of your brain oh wait hang hold on Chad, stop oozing for a second, please. What are you... I, I am not doing anything. What are you talking about? Hello? Is anyone in there? God damn it. I just... I know you're moving into the neighborhood, and I wanted to welcome you in. Did you bring, like, a fruit basket or something? No, I have this edible arrangement. I arranged it myself. It's not edible. That seems counter to the name of the thing. Um... I will delightfully pass. Where are you going? What are you up to? Uh, just having a picnic in the field, you know? All right, well, if you want to come and see me, you know where to find me. I literally don't. You always see come you to later. Me. Okay, great. I'm going to chop off your head! Uh, Anara, everything that he said it was out loud to himself. Yeah, I was, I was giving him space, you know? I was uh, holding everybody back. Cat Malix was about to cast off her hat and cloak and grapple you to the ground as an octopus, but I held them back to give you a second. Yeah, I think Captain Alex does not like what's going on at all. I am in a party with two people who can be controlled by spirits whenever they want, and I don't like that. It's not that we want it. Like, what? Do you want to steal doubloons everywhere you go? What do you mean? Yes, it's a compulsion I have, and your compulsion is that that you can let Terra Thiebel into your brain. So who exactly is controlling what's going on in your arms? I have no idea. Um, I know it's not the good answer, but it's the answer. 
All right. Well, okay. Why don't you? Why don't you ask it a question? He, they, it. I don't even know what it is. It's, this, this, this time it's a, it's the god. Just hang on one second. Hey, compass. Compass, come back. Your head lifts back up and points towards the mansion. Okay, well, I'm uh, not at home anymore, but apparently this works. Um, compass, show me the way. And it continues to point towards the mansion. And Tracy turns like 90 degrees. Yeah, and your the your other arm <laughs> then points up and points towards the mansion. Let's try to think of a different artifact. Tracy, think really hard about the medallion. Let's see where the medallion is. Okay. Thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And both of your arms are now pointing towards the, the mansion. Okay, well, that was exuberant. Um, the... you, better, you better sit for safety. Where's the third artifact? All right. Sword, sword, blade, fire, cool, super cool. The arm that has the long arm of the law on it that, like, starts to extend <laughs> and it's pointing towards the mansion. That's not me. I think uh, I think we sort of might know where they're where they might be. So he found three of them. Oh, this is not a moment too soon. Yeah, I mean, he sounds like he's probably going to defend it with every, well, not his life. Everyone else's lives. Captain Alex is still very annoyed at everything that's happening. She's like, wait, are you telling me that the guy who just taken over the world and you know destroyed everything and dismantled the concentric states that have held together for over a millennium? He's keeping, like, all of these magical items that could harm him, like, in his jewelry box. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's like, keep your enemies close and these sacred artifacts that maybe when they're combined with their four brethren from the centering could maybe, for once, put you back in an astral prison closer. That doesn't make any sense to me. Look, it helps us anyway. Let's just, let's figure out a way to get in here, I guess. Brink takes a step forward in front of the whole party and says... I know why. I remember... I remember that feeling, like, when I thought I knew what I was doing, and but I was doing it because that, that place has an influence on you. It makes you think that it's the safest fortress in the entire world. That no one can come in or out unless you tell them to. And this guy... I mean... He thinks no one can touch him. He can go in your mind. He can control a whole family of robot destroyers. No no offense, but true. I mean, you know, if the label fits. So I think the only thing left to do is to make him pay for controlling all of us, for thinking there's nothing bad is going to come to him. There are consequences. We are the consequences. Ooh, I like that. That's like a good it. groove name. Nice. The consequences. Well, anyway, sorry. Back to planning. Uh, <laughs> we can use... Here's what we can do. I don't know how yet, but idea. We can use his own his own arrogance against him. That's all I got. What do you got? Tracy, it's just like the museum. We just walk in through the front door. Wait, uh, Briggsy, how did you get into the mansion back in the, in the Bachelorette game? How did how did they bring you in? What was there a secret entrance? Did you come through the like screening room? What happened? Oh, I mean, I don't really, I, I can't really remember. I, I mean, I was just kind of poking around in this this area, and then everything just kind of 
spun out of control. Um, the guy walked into the stadium, and then all of a sudden, I looked around, and the tournament was on. Well, we know, from what I can remember, that there's the front door, the roof. I can make myself look like one of the family again, pretty easily. So I could walk in the front door. Um, and he's hoarding resources, so there must be a, a loading bay, right? A, a freight entrance, a service entrance? Clearly he doesn't want to see servants all around him. Yeah, it's not untrue. Um, should we just, like, scout the perimeter for false entrances, or...? Let's do it. Let's complete a perimeter now at a safe distance, find somewhere to wait until nightfall, and then just try. But what do we do when we get in? I think we have to follow the leader <laughs> and Great. get pointed in the right direction. Good. Okay. When we have all five, I don't know what we'll do. I don't know how to activate them, and I don't know what the consequences will be, but... We'll figure it out when we get there. Five of us, five of them, only one council. I like our odds. Maybe we'll leave Chad with the packs in the clearing. Good idea, I was just gonna ask. <laughs> And then me and Alex and Brinks and Tracy can go in different directions and meet back at the clearing when we're done. Okay, great. So I'm going to start with Inara. Inara, what exactly, what are two specific details you're going to look for? And then you're going to roll on one and Captain Alex is going to roll on one. I want to look for guards that seem clustered around something that isn't a door or a window. Sick. And I think Alex is going to look for... Like, if she was going to break into a building, where would she break in? Like, are, is there a vulnerability underdefended, right? Like, a vulnerable part of the building. All right, cool. So, why don't you do investigation? I'm going to give, let's see, plus Alex has a plus two investigation. 17. Ooh, Captain Alex got a two. Oh, no. Okay. So, I would say that she did not see any vulnerability. She's kind of like a little bit out of her element. She hasn't dealt with fortresses before. She's more of a skirmish kind of gal. So, Anara, as you circle over to the right side, the eastern face of the mansion. You see, like, there is a moat that it surrounds the whole thing because he's medieval like that. And as you get closer, it's just like, this is, there's a lot going on here. There's, like, gold leaf everywhere, even on the outside. There's, like, two porches. There's a full porch on one side and a full porch on the other. And I think on the right porch, you can see that there is always a cluster of warforged that come in on different intervals. You can see that there's always like three that's like underneath this one window, which is like all the way like a spire that goes up on the top right corner. A Warforged walks up to them, taps them on the shoulder, and the other one like walks over. And it's just like underneath. It doesn't look like they're guarding anything, but they're standing underneath this window in a spire on the top right. Okay. So Tracy, I'm going to ask the same thing as you go over to the left side. What exactly are you looking for? And you have Brink with you. I think Brink and I are going to do sort of a similar thing, but try to cover as much of the castle as we can. So we're going to split up, and I'll take the west side, and she can take the east side. I'm going to cast Detect Magic as a ritual, and she's going to use her illusion-breaking 
action. Got it. And we're both going to try to, as much as we can, hopefully encompassing the whole entire building, but as much as we can on either side of it, try to find any illusory magic that's hiding an entrance. Cool, cool. Interesting, interesting. Okay. You kind of camp out in like some scrub uh, while you're doing your detect magic. <laughs> you're just like glowing and like waving your arms around. I got really dramatic in the past three months. So there's like some cape <laughs> movements. There's some like dance, like interpretive dance involved in the rituals now. Mm. It's quite the sight to see if anyone, if you would ever let anyone see him do it. Sure. So you start at the bottom left corner and you kind of work your way up. And I think that you're going to meet with Brink in the middle of the left side. She's poking around. You can see her like from on the other side. She's like hiding behind trees and like trying to like look at things with like a big evil eye on it. And she's looking around, looking around, and you don't see anything that's like necessarily highlighted as you're like in your area. And then you guys slowly like kind of get close to each other. Brink, did you find anything? I got nothing. Yeah, I you know I didn't see anything. I was really looking at it really hard, and I just couldn't. I just didn't. I didn't see it. Yeah, I so either. I don't. All right, they must all be physical entryways then. Yeah. Why don't you make an investigation check? 13 plus 5 for 18. Ooh. So with an 18, I think that you have the idea. It's like, you know, let's switch sides. I'm going to make sure just sweep yours. You can sweep mine. We probably missed something. And I think that at this point, you see that there's like um across one part of the moat, you see that there's like, like someone drew a highlighter over an invisible bridge. And then there's like an invisible big door that Brink must have just missed. Got it. There's a drawbridge over the moat. You camped out there for long enough. You see that there are some warforged that walk up to it and they like look around and they have these like big sacks over their shoulder. And then they just like start walking on the air, power walking <laughs> over the invisible bridge. And then they just kind of run into the wall and they're gone. Gotcha. I take a mental image of where it is and, and we go back to the group. Listen, I'm exhausted. I know, Tracy, you took a lot of damage back there from my uh, my, yeah. my cousin. Um, let's camp out. Let's nap. Get some shut-eye. We'll take it in turns to, to stand watch. And we storm the castle at dawn.